0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural podcast. Oh, man, I can't even get inaugural outright. Can you say inaugural? (laughs) Inaugural. Inaugural. Oh, man, you said it better than I did. Welcome to the first episode of We Run This. I am Chris Limonati, along with Nick Domingo. Nick, what's up, man? Not much, man. How about yourself? Hanging in there? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm really excited to start this. It's something we've been talking about for the last couple weeks, but I think it's something I don't know. You and I have been pitching around podcast ideas to each other for
1: a couple years. It's the gift that keeps on giving, man. Every single year, it seems like we've got some sort of idea, and uh, you know, our love for running finally was able to come together to make this happen. So I'm glad we're able we're able to do it. Yeah, me too. And I think we should start off
0: by saying, you know, in case it's not obvious by the logo, this is a podcast about running, but uh, running, uh, but. um <laughs> It's very loosely, uh, you know. It, it could be running and you know the side effects of running, running and how to get better, running and you know all different things that incorporate into running. So you know we welcome new newbies, old bees. Old bees would that be the word? Old bees? Yeah, we'll say old bees. We don't want to be too exclusive. We're inclusive. Old bees. Old bees. I don't know. You're not supposed to say. Uh, I once worked for a place where uh, I was writing, and you were. I was writing for boomers. But you weren't allowed to say "boomers." You had to say "older adults."
1: Well, we'll we'll call them older adults. All right, older well, adult older, runners. Newbies <laughs> and older adults are welcome to listen to be yeah. encouraged running. How about that?
0: Yes, and it's it's all skill levels. And I think the best way, the best jumping off point, is to actually talk about how we got into running, uh, where we started from our backgrounds. So you know, we show where we began and where we are now. So. I mean, if you want to jump right in, Nick, let's talk about how did you start? How did you get into running?
1: Yeah, you know, it's something you and I spoke about when we first kind of put this concept together to launch a, a running podcast, right? It's, everyone's got that first initial story. and For me, it, it came out of this weird insecurity, to be completely honest. I was in college. I was uh, in my first semester of my sophomore year. And I got a little chunky, a little little bit around the waist. And I was like, man, it has to be all this beer and pizza that I'm eating. Uh, there's there's no way in hell, you know, I'm putting it on this weight. And as, an, as a former athlete, I played soccer all the way through high school, you know, basketball, baseball. I'm like, it's just, what's going on here? Um, how did,
0: so you, I, how did yeah. you specifically pack on the the weight? That's always interesting to me. Like, did, were you just eating more? Like, was there a reason behind the eating? Because I have my reasons
1: but you go first i'll tell you why yeah you know it's funny because when i say that i packed on weight it's not as if anyone else noticed besides yourself right you're your your own biggest critic so looking at myself in the mirror i'm like this this gut that is here now was not here 12 months ago wasn't here 15 months ago and i just kind of attributed it to the fact that i'm eating you know shitty food at down the the kentucky cafeteria where i went to school so Mm For me, I I I kind of notice it in my face. I've always had kind of chubby cheeks, and I was like, I need to do something. I need to I need to be able to just um, you know still be able to eat like a college kid, but not put on the pounds. So that's right. my my solution was hop on a treadmill. So I hop on a treadmill. I remember running. I remember the very first time I did it, it was right around Christmas break, and I'm on this treadmill on the second floor, looking down over this, and I hate it. I absolutely fucking hated it. I remember looking at the time, looking at the mileage, I'm like, man, I just did three and a half miles and it took me, you know, 25 minutes, 30 minutes was just not something I really wanted to do. I never really wanted to do it when I played sports. Anyway, no kid wants to run. Mm-hmm. So I, I ended up saying, I'm going to stick with this. Like this is going to be quote unquote, you uh, know, new year's resolution for this, this sophomore in college. Fast forward five months later, Fucking training for a marathon and the first race I ever did in my entire life, not a 5K, 10K, half marathon, not even like a, a, a sprint around, you know, like a, a lake. Mm-hmm. I did a full fucking marathon in Nashville. Um, I was training at a 10 minute pace the entire time. I remember just running for days leading up to it, like back and forth. And I uh, finished the race, 9.42 pace, so I accomplished what I wanted to do, and from there, my love for running kind of just expanded and opened up from there. Do you, do you remember how long it took you to recover from that? Yeah. Uh, a week, uh, at least, a week uh, uh, all the way through. I mean, I remember wanting to run the next day. And, you know, it, I'm, I, once we get into your story and, and how you got into it and you're, you know, training for marathons and half marathons and stuff – you read all the books, right? All the books through it. And it's, you want to loosen up your muscles. You want to carbo load. So I remember thinking like the day before the marathon, I, which I'll tell a different story at a later time in this, but I, uh, I ran 3.2 miles through my, through my parents' neighborhood in Nashville because everyone that I, I read leading up to it was like, loosen up the muscles, man. You don't want to go in super tight. Like this will just go at a slow pace. So I did the whole bullshit. And then because <laughs> I was the only one who was actually doing the marathon of, of my friends and everything. I loaded up on pasta. And the next morning, I felt like I had gained 50 pounds. I'm like, this is what you're supposed to feel like before you run 26.2 miles? I'm like, I had to have messed it. I was convinced that I fucked it up. And I was just going to vomit or crap everywhere while I'm running. Luckily, knock on wood, wasn't the case. But uh, yeah, that that I, I followed it very uh by the book to to try and do it and luckily it worked out but i I got smarter as it went along so that that's my story basically so what about yours how did you get into it well first you don't you don't like feed pasta to yourself the night before you don't do that anymore no i you know so this is the side story of the the marathon the day that i ran that 3.2 before Mm -hmm. my buddies in college will still vouch for this and they still give me crap they're like dude you're like How are you built this way? I was up, so the race was on a Saturday, and the the three point two mile run that I did was obviously on Friday. Mm. I was up from Thursday night because I'm in college, a sophomore. Thursday night to Friday till four in the morning, drinking one fifty one, taking shots of tequila in my dorm room, and I like slept until noon the next day because I didn't have classes, and I drove back to Nashville, kind of hungover and groggy. And then ended up doing 3.2 and the full marathon. Basically, 24 hours, I started the marathon after I had stopped drinking early Friday morning. My buddies were like, dude, you're going to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Somehow I made it through. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't follow the rules, basically. I just go, man. I put my music on, I go. Dude, that's the good thing about it because I think, I feel like
0: especially when you're that age, like if you do start following the rules in the beginning, you're like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do all this. Well, Like, you know, and you kind of like, you know, with anything, you kind of just put it off to the side and and say, forget this. But, yeah, my story is a little bit different. Actually, I should go back to uh, why I didn't run for the longest period of time. So my first, like, uh, kind of foray into running was uh, my freshman year of high school, I tried out for the baseball team. And I remember that they said to make the team, you had to run an eight-minute mile. Now, I never timed myself before that, but I knew for sure I could not run an eight-minute mile. And I knew for sure that wasn't going to get you on the team, but I think it was kind of like to weed out the lazy people from the, you know. So I remember
1: –
0: Yeah, yeah, because there were was, was some guys on the team that I know for a fact could not run an eight-minute mile, and they were still making the team. Like, you know, if you're, if you're throwing gas as, like, you know, a 15-year-old, you're going to make the team. and I, I don't care what your, uh, you know, your mile is.
1: Your mile time is.
0: Yeah, so that was the first thing we did at the first practice, and we get out there, and so it's, it's freshman baseball and all the freshmen, and there's probably uh, maybe, like, 15 or 20 of us. This one kid, Adam, just starts off, like, dead sprint. Like, we start, and he just, he's gone. So I remember, like, we're coming around each time, and the coach is, like, yelling out your time to you. And uh, I remember I was probably on maybe my third lap, and he was done. So he ended up running a sub eight minute mile, but as he's finishing, I'm like coming up on maybe my third. He finishes, the coach like tells him his time, he runs off to the side and just starts vomiting off the side. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna try to run any harder because I don't want to vomit in front of everybody. So he ends up throwing up. He did not come, I don't think he came back to practice. Not that I remember. So he ends up throwing up. Uh, I did not put, I, I maybe might've ran like a 10 something mile. I don't even remember. Didn't make the team. Not just not cause of that <laughs> had nothing to do with my running. <laughs> so I kind of like, didn't run for a while. Uh, I made it to the last day of, of cuts, got cut the last day. I'm walking back from, uh, practice or tr- from tryouts and the track coach is there. And he was like, Hey man, did you ever think about running track? And I had him for like a, a teacher. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't think I'm that good. He's like, well, you play baseball. Why don't you at least come out and try one of the sports that involves throwing? So I was like, okay. So he puts me on the team. I try javelin. Suck. Like, I, I try shot put.
1: Suck. Not quite a baseball, right? Very yeah. different No, baseball. baseball is an overhand
0: motion. Javelin was like throwing like this. And then, like, this. I just – I couldn't do it. Couldn't do javelin. Shot put, not great. There was better guys than me. So he was like, all right, well, what about sprints? And I'm like, all right. So he puts me in with the sprinters. All of the sprinters – so this is spring track. All of the sprinters are the football the football wide receivers who just need to stay in, you know, practice in the offseason. These guys were smoking me. <laughs> like, literally smoke. First of all, they were also like, you know – six foot and lean and I'm like five six and like you know it wasn't even like I did not even look like a sprinter I was kind of I was skinny at the time but I didn't look like a sprinter then he's like well what about the 800 like he was just trying to find a spot for me I guess because he liked me but I was not good at anything so <laughs> I didn't I wasn't good at any of that but one thing that I did like about it was so he would basically practice would start and each group would go run a certain amount out in the streets like around the high school so he'd be like distance guys go from here to this street The you guys go from here to this street and like they would send us out and it was like so I'm probably like you know 14 years old it was the first time I was like out by myself running through streets I really didn't know have to run a certain time a certain amount of distance oh and make it back to school and like the the kind of running the like being out in the street it was just there was something about it that felt kind of free. And at that point, I kind of liked it. Didn't really get into it. I think I did spring track that year. And then I, I didn't do it at the rest of high school. Get into college. Uh, I want to say it was like my freshman or sophomore. Maybe I might have been out of college. I didn't do it for most of college. Get out of college. And a kid that I was friends with in high school, who I graduated with, he runs a marathon, finishes, and drops dead. Like after the marathon, so twenty, twenty one, twenty two, maybe a little bit older, and at that moment I was like, "Fuck that!" Like yeah, no way. Experience at this point with running is like yeah, and hate everything about it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Uh, people died, people vomited, people like everything about it was like, "No, this this isn't for you. I don't think this is your thing."
1: You're trying a drug for the first
0: time, you're like, "No, yeah. man, I, I'm good. I'm okay." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so there was nothing about it that was, like, attractive until I started getting to, into my late 30s. And, you know, I, I started, like, I started hitting a gym when I was, like, a freshman in college. I, I liked it. But, like, you know, if you go to the gym a lot, it just gets boring. Like, picking up weights, yeah. putting weights. And I just – so I would, like, to do cardio, I would run a little bit afterwards. Like, I'd do maybe a mile or two. And at the time, like, to me, like, two miles – Two miles felt like running from here to a different state. It was like felt forever. And now when I look at two miles, I was like, "Oh my God, you lazy son of a bitch!" Like you just ran. Like I ran two miles today, and I'm like, "You lazy yeah. son of a bitch." <laughs> so the the one thing that I, I think the moment that I became a runner was um, I was uh, I was in my house, and I, I I think I only had one kid at the time. Uh, there was a lot of pressure from like work different outside projects, family, home, just like everything in one moment started crashing in. And I started getting this feeling and I didn't know what it was at the time. But then later when I asked somebody who, it was a panic attack. And I didn't know what it was until I asked somebody who always gets panic attacks and he confirmed it. He's like, yeah, you were about to have a panic attack.
1: You were like right on the edge, right? Yeah. Have you ever had one? I don't think so. But I mean, I could have, been, because I've heard this story you've told me before, where like you're on the verge. I may have been very close to having one at some point, where your heart's racing and your mind's going. But I don't know if that's just anxiety in in and of itself, you know? Well, he
0: told me once, and it was the only time I've ever had it, and we'll get back to the running part. But he told me once that the hardest thing about having a panic attack is you realize you're having it, and then your body like freaks out, and it's yeah. like, oh god, I'm having a panic attack, and you like freak out trying to not have a panic attack.
1: Yeah, it's like drowning. You're you're sitting there trying to swim, right? And you're, you're just like, oh, God, I'm using all this energy. Right. Uh, so that's And what's the first thing
0: they tell you when you're drowning? Don't freak out. Don't freak out. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> don't <laughs> right. So when you're having a panic attack, don't panic. So yeah. I didn't know what it was at the moment, but I was just overcome with – the best way I could describe it is, like, imagine you just chugged two Red Bulls and they both hit it once, and then all of a sudden your body is just like – like I was like kind of shaking and I couldn't figure out why So I, I didn't know what to do. I just turned around. I picked up my pair of shoes, put them on. I don't even remember if I had on like running gear. Like I think I was just maybe in shorts and a t-shirt and I just put shoes on and I just ran. And I don't you're think. The I, guy with, you're yeah. the
1: guy on the treadmill, the jeans and
0: New Balance
1: yeah. walking yeah. around. Yeah. On
0: the, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy that you sometimes see on the street and you're like, is that guy running for exercise or is he getting away? Sure. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, you yeah. got to tell. Yeah. I might have had cargo shorts on. I don't even remember, but I was not ready to run, but I ran. And I, I probably nice. did like maybe four or more miles. And like I got back home and I felt better. And in that moment, I was like, oh, so maybe there's more to running than just like the exercise part of it. Maybe there's,
1: yeah, to it. So, so that's kind of a good segue because, you know, you and I obviously have stuck with running. So what, really quick, what year was that, that you kind of got into this running routine of when you realized, oh shit, like running can actually be something more than just the physical side?
0: Let's, I, I would say I started running for exercise purposes, like around 2013, but I started oh. running for real, like counting my miles, everything like that, probably like 2018.
1: Okay, so recently, yeah, my so the race that I did was 2005 that mm-hmm. I had mentioned prior. So, really, for 15 years now, I've stuck with it. You know, there've been a little injuries here and there. A couple of years ago, I I hurt my you know I got a Baker's cyst in my right knee just from overwork, so I couldn't run for three months. What's a Baker's weird? Thing. You know, I, I went. I thought it was my meniscus. I'll, I had lost a job at the time, and I it was a job that i was working literally 70 80 hours a week at if not more and you know week it was always being on mm. and so when you go from that type a go 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 to now it's monday after you lose your job and you think what is there to do mm. my mind is i'll go i'll go run 15 miles so monday the day after, like, the very first day of unemployment, I thought, I'll run 15 miles. I'll take up the entire day. This had happened right in April of 2018. And I pushed I, – I was not in shape to obviously run 15 miles with me just waking up, you know, one day thinking it's 70 degrees here. I might as well go. The next day, you know, I feel good. I'm like, oh, I've still got it. I walked 19 miles just around the city because I was like – I'm going I'm to give myself time to literally like soak this in and be like, you're not looking for a job. Take the time to like treat yourself. But I had no idea. I still don't know how to like fill time besides running. Cause I'm like, if I go for a long run, it's an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, depending on, on the length that can eat into a day. And so those two days by the third day, I'm like, something's wrong with my knee. So you know, I'm kind of playing some tennis, I'm walking around, I'm doing some light runs, but it's really bothering me. I went to go get an MRI and they were like, you have a Baker's cyst." And without even doing too much research, they basically were like, you're overworking your knee and you need to basically like scale it back. So in the summer of 2018, um, I basically had three or four months off from running, which was so awful because I mean, to your point, that's my escape. So I was able to walk a little bit but it was still with like a limp. So outside of that that was probably the most major injury I've ever had while running. Um, you know I've, I've stuck with it for 15 years and I think for me, you know and this is where I was going with with the mental side of things. That is the biggest part of running that I find, the biggest benefit. It's not the physical side. Yeah, it's great to, you know, stay in shape and and get some cardio in. But one of the things that you and I have really stressed about, you know, we run this in this podcast, you know, newbie, oldbie, boomer, no boomer, whatever. Um, You know, we're not these elite runners. We're not these guys who are going out doing this with, you know, I would like to think I'm in shape, but I still got this little belly. It's like, these are, I go out there to run so that I can eat what I want to. And so that I can have an escape from work and life for however long I'm on the road, right? So that's where I'm. I'm interested to hear your take on that. How you use running um, after you kind of got into it in 2013 and on to really escape on the mental side rather than the physical side. Well, first thing, t-
0: the funniest part about your story was. You're like, I went out and ran 15 miles. In my head, I was like, oh, cool. I'm with that. And then you're like, I walk 19. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah.
1: No pass. Don't want that. I hate No, don't. Do not do that. I do urban hikes, man. That's It's it's stupid. That's what I do in, in Seattle when
0: it's nice out. I would do a 19-mile hike, but I'm not going to walk 19 miles through a city. Like, forget that.
1: <laughs> Dude, I – when you don't have a car and you're like, how can I take up time? This this is what I do. It's weird. I will, I will be the first to admit
0: it. It is weird. That's a good, that's a good point. But um, so the, the release part about it, uh, I think, you know, as much as I like rely on uh, listening to stuff like music, podcasts and stuff like that, it's on in my head, but I'm not really quite listening to it. I'm more thinking in my head. And I think the mental part of it is I work out a lot of stuff while I'm running. I'll come up with ideas while I'm running. I'll like, sometimes I get a little bit too deep inside my head, depending how long the run is. But um, like, i like, I think there's a good mental benefit to it because as much as I have my phone with me and as much as I'm listening to stuff, I'm, I'm unplugged pretty much exactly. like stuff's going off on my phone, but I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not answering texts. I'm not looking at DMs. I'm not on snap or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm ignoring that. And I feel like that's really important mentally because people don't just, they they don't disconnect for that because when you're doing not so much sports, but like, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the gym and I'm guilty of this too. Like you'll be in the gym and uh, I'll just pretend this is my phone. And like, you're doing a set and you're done. and And then you're like,
1: Oh yeah,
0: looking at your phone and then like five minutes have gone by and you're like oh yeah I should probably work out again and then like you're lifting so you're not yeah. even really, really disconnecting you're just working out and then going back to your phone whereas with running like some people I admire the people who like I, I don't have the watch that like I, my friends have watches that just play the music and stuff like that like I wish yeah. I had to like totally disconnect but I, I think one of the things I like about it, it like about the running is you can mentally disconnect and you can disconnect from technology for however long you're going to be out there
1: yeah i mean whenever i think about running or whenever i'm out running there's a scene in remember the titans when denzel washington's character goes out to the football field after he's hired at at the the school Mm -hmm. the lights come on and he goes yeah this is my sanctuary and that is The mindset I have when I run, when it is, this is my sanctuary, whatever's in front of me, whether it's a path, whether it's a sidewalk, whether it's a road, whatever it is, I'm thinking, fuck everyone else right now. Everyone else can wait. And it's a selfish mindset. Maybe there's something that's like important that comes up. And I'll get, you know, the alerts if it's a work thing where it's like, yo, can you do this or an email? I'm like, no one is going to die if I do not respond to this right now. Because to your, to what you said, to run and the mental benefit of it is to disconnect from all that stuff is to, to relieve all that stress and that anxiety of I have to do this, or I'm I'm missing out on, you know, something that someone's posting on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Um, and it's just, you're gone, you're gone. And so that's where I look at the mental benefit of it, because to your point, once you can disconnect and you learn how to disconnect from that, and you're just—it's you, the road, and whatever else your music, watch whatever. Man, that's that's like nirvana to me. That is the most peaceful. And you know, you obviously take in the settings. If you're on vacation, you go down to the beach or something, and you you, know, you look to the left and there's palm trees or cars passing. You look to the right and there's a bluff with the ocean crash. And you're just—you look and you're just like, man, I have the most perfect life in the world when you're running and just taking it in. It's 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 a weird beautiful moment every time i go running it's it's like i i don't want to get caught up in the time but at the same time i'm like you know take a deep breath and just go man don't don't worry about any of that just be in your own mind right now go and,
0: and how mad do you get when a phone call messes that up
1: I'm pissed i like i like out of spite. fight. if it's my parents if it's my friends out of spite i'm like i'm not even call them back like they should know i'm running <laughs> So,
0: um, like, a couple months ago, uh, I worked for a company for, like, a, just a quick spell, like, maybe a couple months, and then COVID hit. And, but um, so at one point, uh, when it first hit, I was, like, working from home for them. I got to stop doing this. What the fuck? <laughs> so uh, You were working from home. I was working from home. So they wanted me to make phone calls from home. And what they did was they made me sign up for this Comcast account through my cell phone. And I didn't want it, but they made me do it. So I signed up for this thing. And what happened was I was hooked up to their Comcast business account. But then every time there was a phone call that went to the office, it went to my cell phone. So, so, but like for the first two weeks, I couldn't figure out what was going on because it was right when COVID hit. And I'm like, are people just like spam calling everybody? I would get literally 12 to 15 phone calls a day. God. And it took me like two or three weeks to figure out like what was going on. And I finally like called the guy back and I'm like, cause I'd left the job. I'm like, yo, can you take my number off of here? And he like, he like argued with me, told me it wasn't it. But then he like looked it up and was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't delete you off this thing, but I would go for a run. And if I ran for an hour, I would get like seven phone calls in that hour Like by the second or third phone call, I was like literally ready to throw my phone into the first body of water that I could. Like you'd just be in this zone. Like this great song would come on, and then it would be like potential spam, and I just I would just freak the hell out. So I really have to switch over to finding like I might I have like a like a Gen One iPod. Like I might go back to that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got my watch to time me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just just to like really disconnect. So people can yeah. get- so you know we're kind of coming up on on the end here, and obviously we talk about our stories, getting into it, the benefits of, of of running for us, you know, not to get like just too deep on it, but as someone who's obviously competed in in marathons, five Ks, ten Ks, you know, run as a hobby. What are you telling people or you know advising people who are getting into running like whether it's the benefits of it or what to do or people asking you what because you run so often what advice you can give them yeah people do ask me all the time And the first thing that
0: i love when people say they're like i'm not a runner but and i'm like i'm yes. like oh yeah i'm like oh well, which leg did you lose and they're like what are you talking about i'm like well why aren't you a runner do you have both legs yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I go, then you're a runner. (laughs) You could just take those legs and move faster than a walk and you're a runner. And like, they kind of laugh about it. And, uh, you know, but I just tell people the only, in the beginning, the only person that you're competing with is yourself. Absolutely. And all you have to do is be one second better than yourself every time you go out. And if you're not, that's okay too. But like, if you run a mile and you did it in 11:01, tomorrow do it in 11, and -hmm. like, bust your like look at the timer and bust your ass and be like, I just got to do a second better. That's all you got to do. And every day just get like a second better, and every week get you know a couple seconds better. You're only competing about yourself. You don't have to. Your times still count if you don't put them on Instagram or on social. Exactly. You don't have to put them out there. You know, I just put them out there. Just because I don't, I don't know why I feel the need to Um, just, I I think I put them out there just to motivate other people. Yeah. You know, just to get them to try. Cause I have had people go, you know, I saw your run and I just decided to go running today. And so I think I do it for that reason. Yeah. But I just tell people like, you know, keep, just keep a second better every day and just keep trying. You are a runner. Everyone is a runner, just like everyone is a Mm -hmm. writer. Oh, I'm not a writer. Well, can you make a sentence? Then you're probably a writer. <laughs> you might not be exactly. a good writer, but you're
1: a writer. <laughs> exactly. And I think to your point, that's such great advice because, you know, I've talked to you before about this. When I track my rhymes, how I get in my own head about wanting, like, you know, yesterday I did a 705 pace and today I'm at 721. Like what's the difference, you know? And in, in my head, I'm like, I know that this is going to be public. Shit, I need to start booking it so my friends who see it don't think, "Oh, bro, you're really slacking." Well, who's so, gonna see it? Who's gonna see it? Well, exactly. That's the thing. Like, I am like you when I because po- I post on my a lot of my my runs on, uh, you know, Instagram mostly. Okay. And I think to your point, it's to help motivate people, but at the same time, you know, to use your writing reference. If you write something that's really impactful and meaningful to you. You want to share that with people, right? And so when I do, like, for instance, on Saturday, you know, I did an 11-mile run. It wasn't to boast that I did an 11-mile run. It was something that if you would have seen me earlier in the day on Saturday afternoon when I was sitting around probably playing video games and cleaning with my girlfriend here, Mm. you would not have thought, oh, Nick's going to get up and, and go do 11 miles right now. And so for me, it was like, man, I did this. It was not I wasn't prepared for it I didn't carbo load I didn't I had coffee and probably like a donut that morning you know and I'm like I'm just mental power gonna go and I'm gonna see how long I can go how long my body takes me so like you I advise people when they ask me or they give me props on you know running a certain distance or or a, a certain pace I say guys just go it's like anything you're I'm, I'm gonna if I picked up guitar right now I'd suck mm-hmm. but if I suck with it for the next month six months, year, three years, I might actually get pretty good, with, good at it if I continue to stick with it. And it's the same thing with running is, is you just have to stop comparing yourself to other people and say, go, you're gonna get better. Your time will improve tomorrow if you push yourself to get that 11 as opposed to 11:01." So I, I think that advice is so clutch for people who are thinking about getting into it or wanna get into it, but don't know what to do. It's like, move your fucking feet, man. That's all you gotta do.
0: I, th- I think to bring it all back around, uh, getting better at running sneaks up on you the same way the weight does on college. Like, yeah. <laughs> like one day you wake up and you take your shirt off and you're like, oh, crap, I put on 15 pounds. One day exactly. you like, wake up and you look at your runs and be like, holy crap, I ran, you know, 50 miles this month. You know, exactly. All It all compounds and starts somewhere and then just keep slowly moving forward.
1: Exactly. Well, dude, I, I appreciate it. I'm really I'm stoked that we were able to get – first one out of the way and get our stories out there kind of give some advice and uh you know looking forward to to many more uh we run this episode from here
0: yeah me too and i want to thank everybody for checking it out uh follow us online i'm at chris Lomenati on twitter and you're at nick domingo right
1: i'm at it's, it's nick domingo on twitter and just ed domingo on instagram
0: there we go and then also just google us and you could probably find us or find us on bro bible it's another easy way to do it too
1: Exactly. Robible.com guys.
0: There you go. All right. We'll see you uh,
1: for next episode. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks guys.